0: For 25 years, Christ-Faith Tabernacle has spread across the globe, empowering the saints for the season of the Lord's return. This season has arrived. Join Apostle Alfred and Reverend Fiona Williams in this year of God's glory as we celebrate the Christ-Faith Tabernacle 25th year jubilee from the 23rd of February to the 1st of March.
1: Our names shall be great, Nation
0: will come out of us, the Lord has blessed us, and nobody can revoke it. Be empowered alongside ministers from across the globe, to walk in the miraculous, see healings, miracles, signs and wonders in your ministry. Come and celebrate 25 incredible years that have seen Christ's pave tabernacle spread across the globe. Meeting dignitaries and changing nations.
1: You are healed right now in the name of Jesus by the blood of the risen Lord.
0: Let them see Jesus shine through your life like never before. And you are bulletproof as long as you are walking under the covering of the Almighty.
1: You got to know that God has set you apart special. God is very,
0: very in every little thing. The Christ Faith Tabernacle Silver Jubilee. Leadership training daily. Power Miracle Nights every evening from 7 p.m. And the official dedication of the incredible CFT Cathedral Woolwich on Sunday, March the 1st. At 4pm, the venue, CFT Cathedral, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE18, 6NL. Visit cftchurches.org or call 020-8316-2332.
1: Very quickly in the first 15 minutes, before we go into shepherding God's people, I we want to take you through the mystery of your calling. We look at the mystery of your calling. We look at the gifts given to you for calling. And then we move to your calling as a shepherd. Which is shepherding God's people. Please, as we speak, write down questions that you may need to ask. What is a calling? I would say, it is the grace given to man to function in divine office. That is a calling. You may also say it is the appointment of God for man to function in his spiritual role. As we understand the fact that calling does not have its root in man, alright? It has its roots in God. In other words, God is the one who decides who to call. And the three key things that we'll be looking into throughout this region is the Father sent Jesus John seventeen eighteen. God Send Jesus. Then Jesus sent me. As the three nuggets Holy Ghost empowers me. John seventeen twenty two. You must never forget this all your life on earth father is the one that calls the son is the one that sends out the holy spirit is the one that empowers those sent by the son now if we look therefore there are two aspects of calling in the bible Two aspects of calling. I call them the two great callings. Please, everybody should switch off all their phones. Every phone must be switched off. You commit a thought by your phone speaking. A duty of care to your phone is to switch it off. Alright, there are two calling. I call them the two great callings. The first calling is general calling. And the second calling I call the specific calling. Both the two calling follow the pattern of God sent Jesus, Jesus sent me, Holy Ghost empowers me. You get it now. So therefore, the general calling, in the book of Matthew 28, verse 18 to verse 20. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. I want us to look at this very critically. No minister can succeed in life without first understanding these basics, because... All Christians fall under this calling. Now you understand that for anyone to succeed in a career, you must first understand the primary principles of the career. I will together now. When Jesus uttered this command, he said in the book of Matthew 28, 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth, all right, has been given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to be everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. Can I just see before we go on on this lecture that... I will be teaching you throughout this season from the NIV version of the Bible. I want us to put away our ignorance, theological ignorance, of believing that King James Version is authorized version. It is not authorized version. It is authorized by some men because the bible has been translated into so many languages any language in which the bible is translated carries the same power and king james to my own academic conviction is very limited because it's colloquial english even in law practice which i'm involved in very well now they have moved away from colloquial english I think they have desire to retain their Latin jargon. And they would dare not tell you about Latin jargon without explaining what it means in contemporary knowledge. Or else all of us will be ignoramus. So put away, if you want to read King James Version, God bless you. But I will help you understand from new, uh, international, version, uh, uh, new international version. But I have with me here King James Version. Should I have to zero into some of the King James? But take away your mind. Whether you read American version, whether I read the uh, Yoruba version, whether I read, uh, you read know, the Krika version, Bible is Bible. Now I want to help you understand how English should be interpreted as I teach you. Because we are now looking at English Bible. And this is the reason, the fundamental reason for error. People read English Bible. You do not understand the language of that writing. And so when you do not understand the language of the writing, you will have a conviction of what the intuition is, what you think is saying. And you can build up sermons for 10 years or 15 years over wrong intuition. And which means all oh, your 10 years of sermon is wrong. So, fundamental principle of the Holy Scripture is that you must understand the story Alright? For you to be able to know the application. So here now, it says, Jesus, then Jesus came to them and said, All authorities in heaven and earth have been given to me. That is a past participle tense. Okay? Jesus had received from the Father all authorities in heaven and on earth. Yes? Yes? Now the second thing they says there is this. Therefore go. What does that imply? What that means is that because I have the authority, then you go. You can only fear anybody who has a higher authority than the one sending you. The reason why Christians should not be afraid of anything, including death, i met Christians who cried to me that, you know, they said, yeah, a doctor said I would die, yeah, yeah, this sickness will kill me. And I, told, and, they are afraid, and I told them, are you afraid to die? Are you afraid to die? We are born again to die. All about living is death. Jesus said it again and again, unless the grain of corn falls to the ground and dies, he abides alone. The beginning of our salvation, it came by the death of somebody. Jesus said, whoever lost life will lose it. I was speaking to someone very recently. The person came to me. Uh, he has some condition in his body. And he asked me to pray for him. And when I was asking him questions, he said, You know, I uh, have just come back from my, my village. You know, because I told you, those people are very, very wicked. I said, you are so so, so strange. You are speaking to Apostle Alfred Williams. Rephrase your words. hmm my ears don't hear nonsense. If someone speaks and I don't react, well, it means speaking sense. If you speak nonsense, I will stop you. You don't come before me to be telling me about useless people who the Bible says they are useless and their works is useless and telling me that they, are, they, are, they ascribe power to them. I hate to hear that. Because my Bible doesn't permit that. Jesus said, all authority in heaven are given unto me. That is where I'm going. I don't care what power anybody claimed to be in any hill under heaven or any place under heaven. I was with um, one of my friends, Dr. Aaron invited me to his prayer tower. And we were going through the prayer tower. And suddenly, they took me to the top to come and pray over the prayer tower. We got to the top. And when I got to the top, I began to look all around. And the Holy Spirit began to show me the history of that place. 500 years history of that town. And the Lord showed me how that town had been dedicated to witchcraft. And what the rituals that was performed. I saw it like this. 500 years ago. Then I said to uh, Dr. Anastola. Here's we roll today. And as I was looking I saw a mountain. I said this would will, this will be a very good place for prayer. Because mountain doesn't have power, but the, the 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 advantage of mountain is that it's an isolation, like a desert, or a wilderness. There is no power in any mountain. No. All of you should know that. If you go to mountain, it doesn't mean God will answer your prayer. God do not answer prayer on mountain. Jesus says so. Jesus said it to the woman. He said, "You Samaritans worship what, what you don't know." So those who don't know God go to mountain to pray. That is with the mind that unless they get there before God answers them. It's because they don't know God. And he says that now, <laughs> neither you, you will neither go to this mountain to pray anymore. For those who seek Father now we seek Him in spirit and in truth. For so the Father said again. And then he went further and said, Wherever two of you are gathered, either mountain or low from or river or desert, I am there. So the New Testament church is not the mountain church. That is, I mean, that go, go to mountain before God will answer prayer. But at the same time, if would desire to go to the mountain because it is, it is a tranquility. Because noises interfere with spiritual concentration. Okay? But you can develop yourself and you will by His grace. To so the place where bomb can be thrown around you, that doesn't hinder your, your flow. We will get there. So I saw this mountain and I asked Him, wow, this is a beautiful mountain. Go and check who owns that mountain. We will buy that mountain. And we'll use it for prayer. So people can be going for retreats. What a lovely place. He said, Apostle, I said, yes. He said, that is okay, brother. I said, what about okay, brother? Ah! He said, that is where, this is the notorious okay, brother, where all occult have been doing that. There is an occult man there who is the head of the mountain for ages. Aha. I said, my friend, you are just talking now. You know what? When next I come to you, to you, you and I, we visit that man. Not in the spirit. You will take me to him. I want to see him. I want to ask him that who gave him the mountain. He will acclaim his forefathers. I want to start the revival of Ibado from that mountain. I will tell him. Show him in the Bible whether he hasn't seen Psalm 24 before. Read it. The half is the loss, and the fullness thereof. Then I ask him who owns that mountain. You tell me your forefathers again. That's why we start our crusade. In Uggiri. Uh, Shag- uh, we pass the land, they said that this is forbidden forest. That is what we want to buy. Why? Should, does a Christian need to fast to be bold like that? No! Jesus said, all authorities in heaven are not given unto me. Therefore you go. You go. Any time a Christian fears where he's going, it's because he lost the sense of what Jesus said. Somebody's coming, they are carrying machine gun. Let them meet us. If they can kill us, heaven is home. I tell you all the time and I will not stop saying it until the day I will tell you that this my last day and I'm going tomorrow. I do not believe for me. I do not believe long life is to live many years in this world. I don't believe it. Whereas somebody else may live many years in this world. Listen to me. I do not believe in my heart that any man can kill me. I don't believe it. Because Jesus said, He that can kill the flesh. But fear he who can kill the flesh and cast his soul to hell. I so, I don't fear. A man who threatens to kill me because you killed me. I've seen my home in heaven. I have walked in it. I want to go there. What can secure my life on earth is my reckless obedience to the word of God. That's the only thing that can protect my life. If I give my life out, Jesus said I will have it. So, for the gospel, If it is an an armed man, I will go to him. If he wants to shoot, let him shoot. If they say he's a voodoo man, I will go to him. If he wants to test his power, that is the beginning of the folly of his life. Why? Because someone told me, all powers belong to me. Son, therefore you go. You go. You go. What about if I wrong my father? If I wrong my father, I cannot see the principle that tells me that a servant of my father will kill me. It doesn't happen like that. If I wrong my father, I still go to my father because I go to him all the time. If I go to my father all the time, if I wronged him, he would tell me you are wronged me, son. And I would tell him I'm sorry. Because I don't want to hurt him. I live my life to protect myself from hurting him. Even to be influenced by any man. I'm not influenced under heaven by a mortal man. That's why I do not accept influence of any human being. Everything you tell me, where is in the Bible? Show me. You want me to think this way? Show me in the Bible. Therefore, I go. I've been in places where they use voodoo. I remember when I went to Jamaica. We do crusade in Jamaica. As they landed... Pastor Steele took me to the crusade ground. And as we were standing in the crusade gang, ground, AK-47, everybody ducked. And I told, uh, I was standing, I told uh, Pastor still, he didn't dive to the ground. But everybody was afraid. I said, son, you want to learn something? I said, who are these people shooting? And they were driving away. I said, so who are these people shooting? He says, that they are Yadis. I said, stop. Who is a Yadis? And he told me the history. And he told me that in Spanish Town there is a spot there, a roundabout, where the Spanish government used to slaughter human beings, their forefathers. In Jamaica. So because they used to slaughter people there, that the devil took that place as a stronghold. From that time till now, that place is never void of murder. I said, thank you. You talk. As I see these people who have machine gun in their hands, they don't have power to kill. I said, "Do you know them?" He said, "Yes, sir." I said, "I want to see their head tonight." Ah, he said, "Their head." He said, "He lives in the ghetto." I said, "Do you know his address?" He said, "Yes." I said, "Can you send your men to him that I want to see him?" This one we are talking every the whole road. People disappeared from the road. People disappeared from the road. Few minutes you are talking, soldiers started coming with guns. I was in my collar. Okay? So in my collar, what should I fear? Anybody who sees me, I don't need to tell them who I am. Okay? Soldier is a soldier. I also am a soldier. Only our commanding officer is different. (laughs) So, we had a crusade that night. And that night they came to me and told me that they have met the man. He's willing to meet me the following day. And we went. Where would they meet us? In a place with uncompleted houses. We got there. The captain said to us that, Oh, Bishop, His Holiness, what have you come to do outside? There is curfew. I said to him that... uh, I came all the way from England to help you guys over this issue. The people who is causing trouble in this city, they are the one I'm looking for. You are looking for them. I am looking for them. He said, Sir, what do you want to do with them? I said, their head is holding meeting with me here now. I was here yesterday when they shot people that I saw it. I asked for the head of those people who kill people. I want to see him because I came here to give life. The captain said, Yes, His Holiness. He said, the people are dangerous. We, I would tell my men to lie down on the flat roofs with their gun pointing to where you hold your meeting. He says, in case they pull out gun, we will have to spray everybody down. I said, if that happens, do all what you're instructed to do. I told him, can you change the heart of man? He said, no. I said, I can you deal with the physical. I deal with the spirit behind them. I said, You watch and see. He said, Yes, his holiness. Entered his GP, drove to his side and he got his soldiers and said all of them, they carry gun and they were pointing gun to where we were going. Mm-hmm. Few minutes after somebody arrived, another person, arrived, another person arrived, then the man, young man, he was the same age with my daughter. Then he was twenty five. He is taller than everybody, slim, lifeless, harmless. He Had chains with a cross on his neck, and he was walking like this with bodyguards. You know, all these pastors who are bodyguards, the same spirit that I live in this man, live in all of them. God does not, if anybody says he's a man of God on earth and he has bodyguard, I tell you, if you follow him when you die, you will regret. The Lord Jesus told me one day, The day you have bodyguard, I will draw my angels. I mean, what the hell? Do you what are you talking about? You imagine a man that is preaching death to other people. Or don't you know when we preach to people we are preaching to their death? Don't you understand that? What we are telling you is that be, get saved so that when you die, you will. So we are preaching unto their death. Now you who said that for, me to, for them to die is gain, how can you not protect yourself with bodyguards? Is there common sense in that? You protect yourself from being killed. And you expose your members to be killed. Yes? Yeah? You can see how stupid that is. The man came. We sat down, Whatever the case may be. I asked him, what's your name? He said, angel. I drew my chair to his front and looked at his eyes. And when I did that, one of his boys stood up. One of his henchmen. The people guiding him, their hands are like four times size of my hands. Their hands are lifted up like this because it's too big to come down. They are killers. And I said, I moved to him. The man stood up and you know what he said? Tick down. And the man went to the ground. Boom. And I said in my heart, this is authority. Though he looked like a reed. But when he says, sit down, he says, shoot completely. And that big man on the floor, if he does not, someone will shoot him from the back. Straight away. And he said to me, speak on. And I told him, what is the meaning of angel? Your name. He said, messenger. I now said to him, Whose messenger are you? You know I'm surrounded by death. May God help you to understand. For us to live in God, He will see that we are dying for Him. God will never trust a man with power if you can't trust Him with your life. If you fear everything He says you shouldn't fear, you have denied His Godhood. Captains in the in the army, when they tell their their, their, their infantry to shoot, they cannot be on their knees. The whole soldiers will be on their belly, they must stand up to be seen in the midst of fire. Yeah? That's when you commanding. They are looking at the enemies, they will tell them this how you fight. Shoot to this side, you this way. They who lead the infantry to battle don't they don't bow, they stand in the midst of fire. What brings them to general? Is that boldness? That he can stand in the midst of fire and the enemy is trying to hide when he's firing, and then they, they shoot him. How can you a minister of God be afraid of death? And be afraid of what people should not be afraid of? If you are so fearful, then you give back to a fearful judge. And Jesus can't cope with it. Holy Spirit can't cope with it. You may speak in two million tongues. It's useless to you. So you must know. I'm spending time on this to help you understand the basic principle. The one sending you said. All authorities in heaven and earth are given to me. That's why you must not be afraid to talk to any man. Whatever their position is. Either they are president of nation. Pre- Look, let me say something to you. As far as I'm concerned, is concerned, I can be president of any nation. If I was not called to be a minister in Nigeria, I would be among the rulers of Nigeria. Right now. Because the people ruling Nigeria, some of them are my juniors. I will not be in Nigeria and be a pooper. It's not possible. You know what they used to, to rule in those countries? Fear. People who are supposed to be rulers, they intimidate them with fear so much that they are afraid. Oh, they will kill me, they will kill me. Kill who? If your ways are not upright before God, then you can be killed. If your ways are upright before God, then nobody can touch you. What are angels doing? Are they sleeping? Are they sleeping? If those who are occult are using occultic power and demons are following them to do it, then those who serve Jesus have angelic powers. It is righteous living that activates the angels. A bold man we have angels coming around him all the time. When you speak, they will move. But you lose it if you don't remember that you are nothing. But the one sending you said, go. Can you really go to death if Jesus sent you to go and die? If you haven't got to that limit, you cannot be a shepherd. A shepherd lays down his life for who? His flock. All authorities in heaven are have given to me. Therefore, go. This is the basis of her going. Let me finish that part. It says, Go and make what? Disciple of all nations. So the first thing is we recognize there is, therefore, go. What is behind us is the power that sent us. What gives me authority is the power that sent me. Why am I not afraid of anybody? It's because Jesus sent me. If somebody is the president, it's useless to me. There are some things I can't tell you now because we are on live. The whole world is watching me. I've stood with some presidents. We have been in a hotel, m- my wife and I, you know, together with, you know, all African presidents. And then the president that we were with together, you know, just told the other president that, look, um, I, have you heard of person?" Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay, I, I, I've, I will bring him to come and say hello to you. And we went. And he came to me and said, please come, let's go and say hello to your president. We went, met the president, sat down. He stood up, received us very well. And I said, did you remember this information you got before you came? He said, oh, all right, we will meet again. We were together in the dinner with him, everybody here together. I met another one who eventually invited me to his country to come <laughs> on the crusade. When I talk to a president, I remove his title. I talk to a man. Not a president. When you sit in that seat, you are president. But when I talk to you as a shepherd, I talk to the president as a flock. So I want to say, president, yes, 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 yes. for what reason? I will show you the beginning of the priestly order. God told Moses, I wanted to give Aaron a different dress so that a dress that will give him dignity and honor. Dignity and honor. The priestly office is the office of dignity and the office to be honored. That's the reason why he gave them dress so that they will dress different to others. And ministers are God's messengers Who are supreme in every nation to every office. Why we respect office? Okay, we instruct the officer. Because all authority is from above. And the book of Timothy tells us, we'll look at that later on, those who rule are ministers of God. But to get someone because they said it's a minister, you are shaking. He's a president. Are you really sent by God? How will God behave when the minister cabinet come, or president of a nation come to Him? How will Jesus behave? So you must behave. We celebrate the office, but they must honor our office. And when we talk, they must know that we are their ruler. We can install a president by word, and we can remove. We have done that here. A, 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 somebody who was a ruler one day misbehaved. I stood in this church, and I said, Lord, that man is removed from his office, and his office is subordinate shall take. And I went to the plane, went to America a few days before I came back. That day I spoke. Second day, the, the junior began to talk. Within three days, they removed him from office. I came back from England. he had been removed. And that immediate junior is one who took over. We carry the authority of heaven. We don't abuse it, but we, are, we, we use it when anybody contravenes our God. You need to know this. The one who sends you is your authority. Second thing he says is that you should go and make disciples. Your job. What is disciple? Well, I think the Lord John said that it is Methuselah. It came from the word mathesis, which means apprentice. You don't need to know that it's called methesis. You only need to know that if you check disciple in Oxford Dictionary, it will tell you that it's an apprentice or a technician that is becoming a professional. Now, listen to me our duty is to turn a novice into a practitioner. Is that not interesting? Somebody who doesn't know Jesus comes to the church. And we want to make him like our master. So you who have to make others like the master, you must have passed through apprenticeship and graduated. Are we together now? And this is the problem of when anybody proliferate churches all over the place. You have so many people who you have assigned who are not finished their apprenticeship stage. You know, believers class, Bible college make you a baby. That's why I'm telling you this. When you have BA, what does it mean? Begin again. If you go to Bible college, you have just gone to learn information to make you a baby in the church. Even if you have Doctor of Divinity, that is just qualified you to be a baby in the church. Because it baby be in the church You have all knowledge of the Bible Okay Divinity doesn't give you knowledge of the Bible My friend uh, Robin Hancock came to England This is how myself and him met Somebody invited me To a minister's meeting and Robin Hancock was the one who came to preach And I have all these Lecturers of All the top Bible colleges In the country <laughs> And uh, He began to teach about ministry and then he says, now I want to speak about Jehu. And he said, who was Jehu? Everybody was looking. He said, excuse me, who is Jehu? And I raised my hand. And I told him who Jehu was. He said, excuse me, all of you here, do you know the story about who Jehu is? Frank. Uh, because if you say you know, he will, tell, he will stand you up and tell you to say it. And nobody knew it, except myself. He said, thank you for inviting me. And he's left. He said, sir, can, I, can, can we have a word together? That is Prophet Robin ankles for you. He's the one coming to minister here. <laughs> and I was in the... Said, he said, they don't know Jehu. So what am I going to say? Oh, what I want to say is about Jehu. <laughs> Robin uncle's for you he, that's the end of the meeting he said the person invited me I'm so sorry you brought me to the wrong place That's the end of it he left he's a prophet raw <laughs> so we, that's how we met and we exchanged uh, information and we became friends and I invited him to my church listen to me for you to disciple somebody you must be discipled University only gives you knowledge. And every year you pass in the university, your past knowledge becomes eroded. How many of you here can tell me what you, what you did in First Year in University? Really, I mean, I'm doing law now and uh, I submit to my senior fellows in the, in the church. Okay? When I first started school, uh, law in school, uh, the university enforced the degree in law. I was pumping with ideas and information, and when I call all the lawyers, I said, "Of course, my daughter has LLM. She's gone ahead of me years. She's finished ahead of I think about eight years or so." I will sit my daughter and asking questions, her questions, and she said yeah, that I can't remember that. I will sit all my learned fellows who are the in the field of law now. They are holding heavy positions, and when I'm talking to them, they will remember vaguely and. Stuff like that, I said, Oh my God. Then I went to our church lawyer, my very good friend, Paul Martin, and I began to discuss with him the things. He was just looking at me like this. (laughs) When I finished, he said, Apostle, (laughs) (laughs) you are a real student. (laughs) (laughs) That a student is even a professional. (laughs) He said, We, now, those things are fresh in your brain. He said, you see, I'm a solicitor. I <laughs> said, so you only solicit for people. He said, hey, yeah. Is that when you talk about trust law, then talk to me. <laughs> because that's what he practices. So, imagine somebody who did D.S.C., Doctor of Science in Theology. What does he know? Nothing. Because the moment he left the university, he'd forgotten many things. But what does academic do? Academic is supposed to Expound your human brain And help you understand the pattern of reasoning So that when you now read the Bible You should understand it more than An illiterate That's what academic does But to be A minister You must have been a disciple Okay Because your job is to replicate Yourself Okay Now to be a disciple means to be like Jesus Christ. In what? Let's see it. Making disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey. All I've taught you. Now, to be like Jesus Christ is not talking about like Jesus behaved, like Jesus acted, like Jesus did things. No, that's not what he's saying. You are you. Okay? But then, what did Jesus teach He said, one of his teaching, he said, pray for your enemies. He said, bless your enemies. Do not curse them. Yes? How many prayers have you been having all over churches in Nigeria cursing enemies? Is that obedience or disobedience? Answer me, man. We have done it before. We had the sense. Someone said to me before, the Bible says, suffer not a way to die. I said, you are, you are wrong. Because, you know, as a, as a law student now, I think differently. You cannot quote a status in context. You have to quote the whole studies, And the whole part of status is applicable to whatever you are reasoning. When it says, suffer not a way to die, to live, he says stone him to death. I said "And you pick stone and stone a witch now. You will go to jail. <laughs> that simple tells you that that act has been repealed. It was a law before. Now it's no more a law. The law of New Testament is different from the Old Testament. The law of the Old Testament says kill the witch. So David or oh, many prayers he prayed is against the enemies destroy kill david was so bloody that god told david that you can't build me a temple because your hand is too bloody is that not so can you imagine the hands of many christians today very bloody because they have used their prayer to kill human beings whom jesus died for. in the new testament jesus said bless your enemies if we kill all the enemies that is against Christians, who will be saved? Then we have obsoleted the primary purpose for which Jesus came to the earth. He came to die for those you call your enemies, the witches of your family, the murderers in your streets. So you can see the disparity. So when somebody who is born again, this, a person who is not born again is the Old Testament. Okay, all his behavior is in Old Testament. Now, when a person is born again, we have to educate them. In the news, this new terrain is different. It's different, you know. In the Old Testament, you keep malice, you hate people, you curse those who curse you. If somebody spoke negatively, you say, "Not me, not me." Do you know that kind of attitude? If someone says to you a negative word, I say that in the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. It is because you believe he carried authority over you. It's a fundamental failure. You don't understand the scripture. Even in the Old Testament, when Balaam was said to curse Israel, Deuteronomy said, God turned the curse to blessing because Israel did not even know they were cursing him. <laughs> if you think that you're saying to somebody who spoke negatively to you that it will never be my over my dead body, it will never happen to me. If you think that is what delivered you from negative words, what about people who didn't see you like Balaam and they are speaking against your life every time? So therefore, the sense in the New Testament is that if you react at all to that, you have denied God of what God really is to you. You have said to God that you are not my keeper. Really God, you can't help me in this matter. I can help myself. Did God not, the Bible not even say in the Old Testament, Isaiah that wants to eat their mouth. So if somebody says to me that you are a stupid man, as far as I'm concerned, it's his opinion. And everybody has the right to their opinion. At that time, he has such opinion. So, do I prove to him that I'm not stupid? I don't have to. If I do try to prove that I'm not stupid, then I'm stupid. It means that I've accepted a degree of stupidity which I'm trying to disprove. Are you with me now? If you say to me I'm stupid, no problem. Just look at my life and do it tell. You don't have to. I don't have to tell you that I'm not stupid. Because if I tell you I'm not stupid, you have formed an opinion of stupidity about me. And my telling you that I'm not stupid cannot convince you it will really multiply your hatred for my stupidity. So why should I not keep my mouth shut and allow you to have your opinion so I don't have headache? When I went to the uh, uh, pastors in the, in the U- 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 Giri, pastor was there. There was one pastor there who had been giving them problems. When they applied, not to uh, Shagamu. He had been giving them problem over in the committee, the committee we meet for my crusade. But he doesn't know that God will serve. Here in London, God revealed the man to me. And unfortunately for him, when I sat down as a minister, they put the man right in front of me. <laughs> and the man had been posing himself as a prophet and all stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. That was the day when the rain came and I commanded the rain to cease and stuff like that. And the sun came out. And the man began to talk. When you want to talk something good, you'll be talking nonsense. I just said to the man, Excuse me, you must not say a word, either good or bad, throughout this meeting. I don't know him before. I don't care to know him. General Vassia, Bishop, is irrelevant to me. I shut him up. And I, I, I really came against him very sternly with the understanding that if you mess up, You saw when I commanded the son yesterday to come and he came. You are gone. (laughs) The man shot up instantly, my friend. (laughs) He shot up instantly. We need to understand. Our being like Jesus, Jesus said it. Teach them what I taught you. We We have a church of people who are wounded in various places. People who have bad upbringing. People who have good upbringing, but bad, uh, pressure, peer. All manner, uh, peer, peer pressure. Peer pressure, they call it. All manners of things. And these people will come to the church because Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and I did. And they are supposed to find rest for their soul. So if in the church, we are teaching them what they used to do in the world. Okay? Because you won't tell me, if I tell my members here that today, all your enemies are dead before morning okay and in this case i'm not talking about demons i'm talking about human beings. the man that will not let you succeed in life the man that is blocking your star the man that is blocking your road the man that is disturbing your family the man that is stopping you at work tonight we will the church will be filled <laughs> i won't need to advertise Ah, that is, the, that is the old man before salvation. He was dead for his enemies. Did you not remember that when God said to Solomon, ask anything, and Solomon asked for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I will going to teach you this when I talk about how the mighty fall God said something. He said, Solomon, because you did not ask for the death of your enemy, I will also bless you with everything in the world. To so my ignorant understanding and knowledge. That becomes what they call in law. Alright. A principle. The chief just said it. That's his dictum. Because you did not ask for the death of your, family, of your enemy. I will also bless you. Which means anyone who asks for death of family. God will draw blessing from him. That's what it means. That's the dictum. Let me say this to you. Look at all the churches where they pray all those are prayer; They are poverty stricken. That's why. They have great potential to be, to be wealthy. Even if they, they have crowd and they have money, they are poverty stricken Because God said, because I will give you knowledge and understanding, but because you did not ask for the death of your enemy, I will also give you money, influence, that will never be before you. So it means therefore that if anybody is bad, contravencing such, God said it for people to know how dear the soul of human being is to him and how anybody that he had forgiven his own sin should have mercy on these other sinners and go for him so that those sinners can be converted, rather than killing them and making them Israel. We can pose to be a soldier of the Lord, but we are inside saboteurs sabotaging every effort of God and rising against the purpose for which God became man. We have to change our hearts. We have to change our mind. You can teach all the Old Testament if it does not reflect the New Testament. It is a failure. The Bible says so. I want you here to leave this place. I'm built in Jesus' church. Jesus says, to disciple the people, look at what I teach and teach me. If I begin to ask each one of you here now to tell me all you know about Jesus Christ, that tells you how much you can succeed. Many don't know about the miracles of Jesus. Many don't know about the parables of Jesus. Many don't know about the teachings of Jesus. What, does Jesus. what does Jesus say about fasting? He said you should fast. What does Jesus say about uh, marriage? When, when they brought to him the issue of one married one and then they... What has his teaching about marriage? What about Jesus' teaching about divorce? What is the teaching of Jesus Christ about husband and wife relating together? What is the teaching about Jesus Christ about brothers and sisters and, and uh, in-laws and uh, father-in-laws and mother-in-law? Jesus taught about all those things. He taught about them. Now, if you don't know those things, how can you teach others? Because Jesus said, discipling them by teaching them all, not some, I have taught you. Then he says, and lo, I am with you always. Now, let me give you one hint on that. We're moving away from this now. When we go to crusade outside, those of you who have been with me, we recognize that manifestations that happen outside is more than what happens inside the house. Number one reason is because those who are in the house already saints, And God expects them to use the authority to deal with their lives. Okay? But the grace in the house moves more on prophetic. Direction, prophetic, instruction. That is what the house is for. Of course, God does healing sometimes. Move by word of knowledge and heals people and stuff like that. But in crusade, crucif- you have several healing. In crusade, crucif- you have wonders, signs and wonders happening. Because signs and wonders is for the unbeliever, not for the believer. The Bible says so. Why? This is it. In crusade, we only teach about Jesus. If anybody goes to crusade and began to teach people about Elijah send down fire, no miracle will happen. Ah oh, yeah yeah yeah, no miracle will happen. Elijah send down fire is for those who are saints to learn from the attitude. Positively of Elijah. How that man trusted God. How he dared death. How he spoke bold on behalf of God. But when you go to sinners, the only gospel for them is salvation. So we talk about how Jesus healed the sick. And we draw them into the mercy of God. I remember when I was with Pastor Dakpo on this crusade, I told you, Pastor Dakpo has caught fire. <laughs> I told the church about you. I said, when I said to the pastor, well, go and introduce me. He will preach all the sermon. <laughs> he introduced me. <laughs> he'll be telling them, the very thing that the Lord gave me to teach about. He will say everything there. And then he said, I want to introduce my father. <laughs> so what will the father now say? <laughs> when he'll preach all my message there. But you see, when he's preaching those things, and following it. I'm following it like a reader with the Spirit of God. Understanding what the Holy Spirit is saying for this meeting. As he's speaking introducing me so by the time that he says as you come up i am charged up by what i've had it broke the atmosphere so when i operate i just go into authority he had given the revelation so they need authority i go into authority, and god did miracles people were healed including the two blind that was healed last day people were saved. secondly people were coming out when i was still preaching i have to stop my message and what do we preach about? Jesus Christ. Moses, we don't need him there. <laughs> Isaiah, we don't need him there. Really, if we're talking about Isaiah, Isaiah, we're praying to God that God change the lips of that man. Let him talk about Master. Because Jesus says, Teaching them to be all I have taught you and low and with you. So, manifestation that follow, follow the preaching about the Son of God. That's it. About the Son of God. For the church, when we teach them, what are we teaching them? We are teaching them, any part of the scripture we are teaching them, is to help them become what Jesus is saying. We must not incite God's people against human beings. And we must not incite them against one another. The pulpit of God must not be used to reply men. <laughs> If, if some people are conspiring against you as a pastor and you have to go to people to address it, you are no more a pastor. You lost, you lost your pastorship. Who is the head in the house? Who is supposed to be the head? Come on now, he's not a shepherd. So if one of my members is rebellious, can I not say that you will see me tomorrow? I sit then and I say, you are rebellious. Okay? And I want to keep your mouth shut. If you can't keep your mouth shut, that's the door. Where you came through. Do I have to go to the pulpit to be replying everybody for what they have not done? No, that is abuse of the altar. Somebody who is in control must know he is in control. When a pastor sees a member and the member is not greeting you and you two are not greeting the member, I mean, <laughs> if a member passes me, you don't greet me, i pull your shirt back, say, Oh boy, <laughs> yesterday we greeted, today let us see what is inside there. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just don't be sorry. I want to know why you did that first. If you don't tell me, I look into your eyes, I'll tell you why. Hmm? So that must be dealt with there. The pulpit is to teach Jesus. And then the power will be on the pulpit. But, you see, in our next session, we're going to be looking at the church because... Some of you don't understand. Is the church of God the church of saints? Answer me. It's not the church of saints. I will show you those who constitute the church. If you think that once you become a pastor, everything will just be rosy, everybody will be obeying you, they'll be running with the vision, everybody will come to prayer, everybody will do that, everybody will do that. I will welcome you into the palace, <laughs> palace of suffering. It is by suffering that we are proved. If you don't understand it, you'll be getting angry for nothing. The church is not the church of sins. So, when is our
0: break? Would you like to be part of a vibrant church in the midst of beautiful, awe-inspiring surroundings? Christ Faith Tabernacle at the CFT Cathedral, Woolwich is now open for all. Apostle Alfred Williams, apostolic leader to churches around the globe, warmly invites you to come and be part of this incredible move of God. Every Sunday at 10 a.m., 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, in our beautiful, recently refurbished cathedral, we are seeing miracles happen, people healed, needs are met, lives are transformed. The Word of God is preached with power through Apostle Alfred Williams. I want you to know these, that there is a God in heaven who has sent his son, Jesus Christ, and by him, anyone who
1: believes in him, carried the very authority of God with which he created the heavens and the earth. Jesus said, freely you receive and freely give. I want to say this to you. Stop going around to people. Kneel down where you are. Talk to the God who created the heavens and the earth in the name of his son. Jesus Christ, and you will receive your miracle
0: now. And be sure not to miss our two life-changing events, Overcomer's Night Vigil, hear the voice of God, receive life-changing teaching, be lifted through dynamic worship. Become an Overcomer on the last Friday of every month at 7 p.m. And also come and celebrate with us at our exciting monthly victory nights. Receive your breakthrough. Be empowered to win. Come and claim your victory on the first, second and third day of every month. Whatever age, nationality or background you are from, there is something very special for you at the Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral, Woolwich. Every Sunday at 10am, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE18 6NL.